This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. We're joined by David French. He is a senior fellow at the National Review Institute. He's going to talk to us about some stuff. David, great to have you. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Uh, let's talk about some of your pieces up on NRO. Start with uh, Trump just wisely violated a campaign promise. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. I do not think that prosecuting Hillary would be a good idea, and people are very mad at me for this because I said all along that what she did was criminal, but I still think that he's making the right move here. But he is kind of lying, is, or not. Well, maybe, should we say lying, David? I don't know. I'll let you, I'll let you phrase it how you see fit. <laughs> well, he's breaking a promise. I mean, That's what I mean. He's breaking that. a promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he in no uncertain terms, said he'd uh, ask a special prosecutor to look into her situation. I mean, that was in my pizza, put the video clip up. So, but here's the thing, here's what people need to realize. When he said that, when he said that he would do that, what he was doing was breaking with American law enforcement tradition and customs that are there for a very good reason. Uh, We do not want presidents of the United States singling out any given American citizen for prosecution or outside of using their pardon power, relieving them from prosecution. So, Uh, That is supposed to be the job of an investigator and a prosecutor working hand in hand, going where the law and evidence dictate. Uh, They should be free from political influence. Now, I know politics gets involved sometimes, but that's always improper and it should never set a precedent. And so that's my issue. If Trump is saying, I'm going to stay out of it, that's a that is violating a campaign process uh, promise. But it's exactly what presidents should do. They should stay out of a prosecution decision completely. It's not their job. Uh, so that that's my key point. What do you think about the prospect of Trump pardoning Hillary in the new year mm-hmm. just because? There'd be a lot of that would do a lot of things. But what do you think about that as a move? Uh, you know, I don't think Hillary wants to be pardoned. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she she wants uh, she wants this all to just disappear. Um, and a pardon would put it front and center. I don't think it'd be make that much difference one way or the other in in American history. Um, she's already sort of being disappeared down the Democrats' memory hole. Uh, they're analyzing this election as if she never even ran. <laughs> they're they're only looking at what uh, at why people voted for Donald Trump. They're not even examining why people might have voted against Hillary Clinton. Um, she is going to recede from the public square. Uh, from the public scene, and this would just put her back in the news for 
about 72 hours in a way that she wouldn't want, but then it would fade and go away. It's not that big a deal either way. By the way, what do you make of the – it is early stage, but it's Daily Mail. A few other sites have this Hillary senior uh, – I don't even know what they're, what they're describing them as, like computer scientist experts and voting experts – are saying that Hillary should contest the election results. Do you, is there any universe in which you see that happening? No, it's completely idiotic. <laughs> and the irony of it all is, I don't know if you followed this uh, controversy over whether fake news handed Trump the election. Oh, yeah. Um, these, you know, these websites out of Macedonia, trafficking and rumors and whatnot. Well, you know, this is this is the liberal version of fake news. I, it, it's it's just stupidity is what it is. And it reminds me of back in 04 when George W. Bush won re-election, and he won re-election in large part because he won Ohio in a narrow victory. And the left went nuts for weeks and months with conspiracy theories that John Kerry really won Ohio. So, uh, you know, the, the irony, though, of course, is that when Trump was calling the system rigged, the entire there was an avalanche of commentary talking about how deeply destructive that was to American democracy. And now, you know, that Hillary lost, all of a sudden, guess what? It's okay to question whether the system was rigged. It, you know, it's just the, the hypocrisy just has to make you laugh. Now, David, I know you're you're former military and also a, a lawyer, so I'm gonna draw upon the lawyer side of things. Another day we'll draw upon the former military side. Today the lawyer side though the electoral uh, the, the electoral college scheme that people are talking about to try to deny Trump how, how is that even supposed to work what do you know what I'm talking about this is also getting well, you know not fake news but crap news right well you know electors are real people they're actual human beings electors are people too yeah. yes and so you know there's always this this uh, when, when there's a very close election there's this wish that some people have that electors will be faithless electors. In other words, they will cast votes separate from the way their state voted. There was some talk about this in the run-up to 2000 when uh, George W. Bush had a barely a majority, 270, I believe, to 268. And in that circumstance, even one faithless elector could have turned the whole thing. But, you know, it's, it's as rare as the hills that that happens. I'm, I can't recall when it happened last, if it happened. Um, and then the other thing is Trump's electoral majority is the biggest electoral majority since um, – it's the biggest electoral majority since um, George H.W. Bush beat Michael Dukakis, Republican electoral majority. So that's – again, it's just all fantasy. Uh, it's, it's a product of a movement that until about 10 p.m. Eastern time on the night of the election – did not think that they had any chance of losing. And so they had absolutely no opportunity to prepare themselves psychologically or intellectually for that. And and they're flailing around in a lot of denial right now. Now, there's been a lot of talk in the last week, a lot of media coverage as well, of this meeting of, I believe it was in the, the 100 to 200 person range of uh, neo Nazis, what are they? Uh, you know, white nationalists. Uh, whatever, however, they, right. they self describe in, in D.C. More the the most media coverage of a hundred to two hundred person group I've seen in a long time. Uh, <laughs> but the the media is focusing on this a lot, and now they want the Trump campaign to come out and and distance themselves from the alt right. Uh, how do you think that process is going now? I mean, what what should Trump? 
What should Trump do? I mean, David, I know you've dealt with a lot. You dealt with a lot of the ugliest of the ugly when it comes to trolls and uh, the alt right, what all the stuff that was going on online. What do you think the Trump campaign needs to do now so that people no longer think that there's some connection or you know open minded people? Some people are going to think that Trump is ahead of the KKK no matter what. But to those who are willing to listen, what should be done? Well, I mean, look, here's the problem. Um, I think Trump was right to denounce them and to disavow them and to say he doesn't want to do anything to energize them. He said all those things yesterday. Um, But, you know, we have a problem here, and that is during the campaign, hundreds of writers and journalists were subjected to an unprecedented campaign of hate and threats and intimidation when they dared to criticize Donald Trump. That is a big problem. What is also a big problem is the website Breitbart.com, run by Steve Bannon, was became a platform for alt-right apologetics. And he even called his website a platform for the alt-right. And so Bannon was – I don't – I can't look into his heart and know if he's a racist or not. But what I – what is pretty apparent is that he was all too willing to use those people during this smash-mouth period of the election – to get what he wanted and to foster his cause, and now everyone's distancing themselves from it. So well, what, my view ask you, is, you know, the, the alt right is. I think it's new to me because it's new, right? That's fair to say. This didn't exist right. until the last, I mean, or, or at least wasn't anything that anybody talked about the last twelve or eighteen months or so, something like that. Unless I'm unless I'm missing something. Uh, but you know, we had uh, Milo Yiannopoulos a couple of times on the show. And he was sort of presenting the all, and he was at Breitbart. I don't know if he's still there. He was presenting the yes, alt right as you know, this is where you can actually say things like uh, female characters in video games are allowed to be sort of you know uh, I- I- idealized, and that feminists are no fun. And you know, he-, he was presenting this different uh, side, or not a different <laughs> side, but this side of the alt right that was you know essentially anti PC. And then somewhere along the well, line, it became the the alt right was oh no the alt right is like national socialist you know white power lunatics, it, it, which is it is is it is it both is it really just one and the others uh, a false bo- advertisement for it what do you see well it's both it's both so you can be a white nationalist and anti PC at the same time right I mean there are an awful lot of mainstream conservatives who are anti PC the alt right is something else entirely and where Milo is disingenuous as he knows full well what these people do and what his allies do. And that's, in fact, one of the reasons why he was banned from Twitter is because, you know, he would uh, take on a target in pop culture. And then his followers in the alt-right would latch on and attack that target in the most vicious way imaginable. And he knew all this was happening. I mean, he absolutely knew it. And so a little it's a it's a bit disingenuous. Look, I've been fighting political correctness uh, my entire career. I've filed more First Amendment cases against PC universities than maybe any other living lawyer. One case after case after case. You don't have to do things like uh, engage in vile anti-Semitic imagery or put tweet out pictures of my daughter in a gas chamber to be anti-PC. And so this was going on for months and months and months. These guys knew it was going on. In the middle of it, Steve Bannon says we're the platform for the alt-right. I mean, that, that's – I'm sorry. I'm just not uh, going to excuse that. I'm not going to um, rationalize that. I'm not going to justify it. They have to own it. But now that they won, now that they have to govern, 
they're they're distancing themselves as if the last 12, 18 months didn't happen, but they happened. They happened, and so now what should they do? I mean, what what could the administration? Well, what steps could be taken that would make you feel like you know what they? Uh, even if they don't get it in the sense that they're not deeply sorry about it because they won. And I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know what Bannon and Trump, how they really feel about all of that. Well, it's pretty simple. I mean, I, I don't think Trump is all that aware of the alt-right. I mean, I haven't seen any indication. He's retweeted some white supremacist accounts. But, you know, who the heck knows if he even knew they were when he was doing it, although they had weird names. But um, who knows what he thought? I'm not going to attribute that to him. I haven't seen him. Um, tie himself or ally himself with the alt-right, but get, get Steve Bannon out of his chief strategist position. I mean, so Bannon, bo- the, the Bannon thing bothers you, David, is what I want. That's what I mean. A great deal. It does. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. absolutely. I don't, I don't know the guy at all. I've never interacted with him. I've never had any, all I know is kind of what I read about from his tenure. At, I, quite honestly, I hadn't even really heard of him until, I don't know, maybe a year ago yeah. or so. The idea that he is the only extraordinarily talented strategist that can be allied with the Trump administration at this point, I mean, it's just fundamentally false. And you've got a guy, especially when you have had so many people, um, conservatives, liberals, moderates, who have had, you know, people have had to buy security systems for the first time, getting police involved in investigation, investigating threats on their lives. You know, we're not my wife and I are not big time public figures who can employ security guards full time and all of that. And yet we've had to fear for our family's safety for more than a year from the very alt right that he says he provided a platform for. So, you know, look, I mean, I can't look into his heart. I hope he's sorry about that. I um, but what about that means that he should be a chief strategist in the White House? Uh, so is it would you say it's your opinion or, or is it fair to say that even though and I, I think I got this from you before when I asked you about it. And, and again, I'm I don't know. The alt the alt right to me is still I, I didn't deal with them as you know, I, I haven't dealt with when I say deal with them. I haven't seen as much as, as a lot of others like you have seen of what they've done. Um, but there are people who are who would consider themselves alt right who aren't white nationalist supremacists, Nazis, all, all of that very obviously evil and vile stuff. But because, oh, really? the, the, but the quotient of the, the quote, I'm sorry. I said, "Oh, really?" Oh no, I, I'm asking. So, so that's a no because yeah. I was going to say, I'm getting a sense from you that there's enough of the alt right is infected with that that it's it's not like they need to cut off a limb. This is actually a, a diseased body. That's where I was trying to, to go with it. Thoroughly, yeah, thoroughly. It is it is a, a fundamentally uh, an ethno nationalist movement. In other words. Uh, it's a rejection of uh, any notion that America can be uh, a multi-ethnic, a vibrant multi-ethnic dem- uh, democracy. It is identifying. Um, it is identifying our civilization as fundamentally white uh, as its as its distinguishing characteristic. Um, it is so. You do have some of these guys who. Yeah, they roll their eyes, and this was this Gamergate portion of it. That Milo That's what I was thinking of. I mean, those guys don't strike yeah. me as neo-Nazis, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, but you know what they also did was many of the same tactics that they used against uh, Trump opponents like me is the exact same kinds of threats and attacks. So it's one thing to roll your eyes at PC influencing games, another thing entirely to put people's home addresses on the web um, and to put them under direct fear for their lives because 
you have a political disagreement. And, oh yeah, I, I had friends at CNN who had to be that. escorted into the building because they were they were conservatives, they were Republicans. Yeah, because of yeah. Uh, because of Trump alt right supporters threatening their lives, and and, and I saw some. Of, I, they showed me some of the threats. So okay, it's not to. There's not there's not a fight going on between alt right and neo Nazis or national socialists and <laughs> no. no no the whole the whole thing should be thrown out the administration should just disavow it across the board and you feel that that sure. also means that Bannon's got to go. Yeah, I mean you know look, um, I am not the PC police, but Bannon in his own words said he turned Breitbart into the platform of the alt right, and when you understand what the alt right is, you begin to get an understanding of the gravity what he did and what he said. And so, you know, that's that's a real problem if you want to be president of the United States of America. I mean, Bannon is a guy who likes to destroy people. He's, as people who've worked with him say, is one of the most vicious people that they've ever met. And and I would just ask people to flip it around. Imagine if a President Clinton put in the, uh, uh, you know, a few feet from the Oval Office as a chief strategist, a person who had unleashed an incredibly um, hostile, say, new Black Panther movement. On uh, on critics on Hillary's critics to the point where they had to fear for their lives, uh, and then bragged that they were a platform for the new Black Panther movement. And then when they put them close to the to uh, you know put them right next to the Oval Office, you go, oh well, they're not really a hateful person. None of us would believe it. Not one conservative would believe it. But people are so flush with victory. And they're so willing to overlook all of the unpleasantness of the primary and the general election that they're wanting to they're just engaging in wishful thinking. All right, David, we got to leave it there. Really appreciate your time today. David French is a senior fellow at the National Review Institute. He also writes for National dot com. Check out his pieces there. And he's David A. French on Twitter. Great to have you, David. Thanks. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Hey, thanks so much for having me. And you, too. The Buck Sexton Show. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.